Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show and goodbye to the Seattle Seahawks. Super wild card weekend and while the skies didn't open, there were wide open receivers and wide open running lanes, resulting in a 41-23 humbling of our division rivals. As always a fine way to start what was a weekend of some pretty super wild football. I'm Gareth Ellis and I'm joined by Paul Hope. I'm feeling pretty damn good, Gareth. Pretty damn find. good, shall I say. <laughs> Magical. Hello, everyone. And Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. Victory Monday. Mm. And so, Sunday. Uh, playoff, and Sunday. Uh, playoff football. Um, it's a bit different, isn't it? it they're, they're a bit weird. They feel different, playoff games. It's not just me, is it? Yeah, no, it's not just you. It, it's very nervous. A very nervous feeling. Um, even though I said I wasn't nervous last week in the lead-up to the game, I, I think as it got closer and the weather seemed to have an impact on the game. Oh, obviously, this was before uh, kickoff. I started to get a little bit nervous. I thought, if this is going to be a leveller, they might somehow turn around and pull it out the bag. So, yeah, it, it's different. It, it's when I go home, it's different strategies. People take more risks. Um, and, and even though we enjoy it, the days leading up to that game are absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty nerve-wracking. Even as a as a player standpoint, it, there's a different energy and vibe about the game. Um, it's almost like going from preseason to normal season, regular season, and then it's like another level higher in terms of intensity and and you know physical ability and and body because everybody is definitely up for it. There's no take a week off or or anything. Yeah, they, they do definitely feel. A little bit more special and a bit different, as as we saw, we we have we've had some cracking games um, so far, anyway. So uh, you know, teams that shouldn't be close that are closed, and and we're we're going to talk about it. But yeah, they, it's the playoffs, and that's why you have to try and get there, because then from now on, anything's possible. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was good though. <laughs> so far, so good. Enjoy the playoff, playoff football feeling, Paul. Yeah, it's as ever since I've become an NFL fan, I, I love the playoffs. When we were terrible, we weren't in the playoffs. Those years, we all remember. I used to watch them, and and like you said, Lee said it quite well. I wasn't nervous. Then kickoff came, and then at the mini watch that we had, there was a Seahawks fan there. So obviously, we're going to get mm-hmm. into the game. But at certain points, he was looking rather smug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The non 49 yeah. fans were looking rather smug. Um, at half time, I was feeling a little bit nervous, but I still had the faith. I was still confident in the team, but you just love the playoffs. I didn't stay up for the uh, Chargers game, and I saw the result the next day. Uh, I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, and <laughs> even though I knew the results, I watched it back. And then um, yesterday, Andy Davis, who was a Dolphins fan, it was a good friend of mine, he was going on the emotional roller coaster. He was up, he was down, he was up. And like you said, it has that different feel, Nadji, and it's just what we all love about the NFL. So, yeah. And like I said at the start, Gareth, field, purdy damn good, buddy. Purdy damn good. And a, a good atmosphere with the little mini meet-up. Meet up. It was. At, at least I think it was. Um, obviously, I think you'll have seen in the uh, the group, um, we had a surprise visitor, um, which we weren't expecting. He, he hadn't said he was coming up. Um, granted, he only lives, I think it's 50 minutes to an hour away. Um, so so he made the uh, the journey up, Neil Graham. 
and where we were sat it was kind of a little bit shaded in the area and um, which was ideal for us because we we're watching tv um and where where neil walked from there was a load of lights be, behind him so as he's walking up you just see this silhouette briefly uh, you can almost see who it is and i was sat there thinking i'm God, I'm sure that is Neil Graham, but it can't be. It can't be. And then in my head, all of a sudden was this. Do it for Yorkshire! <laughs> and then I knew it was. He came in godlike with this halo around him because of the lights. And yeah, it was absolutely fantastic to see uh, Neil. And it just added to the atmosphere because the, the, there was a decent amount of us there. I think six six or seven of us there, 49er fans. Um, and obviously... We were making the atmosphere because we were all kind of bullish anyway. Um, although it, it did get a little bit quiet towards the end of first half. Uh, <laughs> but that picked up a bit, didn't it, Paul? Yeah, it did, which we'll get on. There was a certain play, Gareth, mm. where Conor Ryan was reminded that Lee was sat right next to him. I think the whole <laughs> of Stockton on tees heard Lee. But just <laughs> be, before we move on, Gareth, like, like we said before, the part of the group, I remember when I first joined in 2018, and I, I travelled down to Manchester to meet Lee. There was only a few of us at the time, and then the the, the meetups have got bigger and bigger. But this was kind of like, an, I say, mini meet. My flag football team are trying to get NFL nights going, and the casino sponsor us. So obviously, for me, I was there, and I just put in the Discord group that Nadji runs, and the Facebook page. Look, we're in the northeast, and like Lee said, there was six or seven Forty Niners fans, Seahawks fan, there was a Broncos fan. A Raiders fan who was quite hilarious because he kept flipping the sides. And he kept admitting, I don't really care who wins. I just look, love the look on your face. At one point, you walk back from the bar and he said, I can tell the Seahawks are doing all right because the look on all your faces over there tells me the Seahawks are doing all right. <laughs> and the atmosphere was good. The casino quite happy because the flag team are going to have their own Super Bowl meet at the end of, obviously, season. So they were quite happy with us all. And yeah, it went well. So I'm looking forward to the next one already, mm. Gareth. So, if you you guys can remember any of the actual game, let's uh, let's go on to it. And only one place to start. It seems like everybody is starting at the same place. Mister Brock Purdy, uh, Nadji, would you say he had his best half of football and worst half of football in that game? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not inaccurate. Definitely his worst half of football, the first one, uh, which was not expected, but you know. Uh, we've been we've been waiting for a half of football from him like this and it wasn't that bad um i think he, he sailed a couple of balls that probably the wet weather didn't help um which would have probably been a completion had been had it been dry um but as i said on the preview i said i think even if if he if he has a bad game we have the team and the talent to to stick in there and and win it all in the end and it's proven now and then the second half was, yeah, pretty damn good, impressive. <laughs> um, and then it just again, he's just he's just very good. And then all of a sudden, he's got that MVP, All Star, otherworldly play in him, and he'll just unleash it. And that pass to BA in the end zone, uh, just at the end of the fourth quarter. If if Brandon Ayuk catches mm -hmm. that, it might be the touchdown of the year. Um, it's an incredible play, and yeah. we don't see many yeah. QBs doing that. And, it, and not even now, it just executing the offense at the level that he is, the pass to Debo on time that allows him to go down the sideline, and the, the pass to Jennings was, was what pinpoint exactly where he needed to be. It's just, yeah, everything he does well, he does it extremely well. And everything that he does bad, 
it's not that bad. We can live with it and and not die from it, uh, unlike other quarterbacks that we've had in the past that their mistakes has killed us. Um, and he doesn't have that in him, which is is what we said. The floor is so high with him, and and we just we're waiting to see where the the sky is really. And every every week he pushes it a bit further. Um, so yeah, another stellar display. And a win, which puts me in my bowl prediction in, in place. I said he would win more games than Jimmy G, and he did. So um, I'm happy about that. And obviously, sweeping the Seahawks a third time, uh, three, three in a row in, in one season. That's that's not something you do very often, and it's very pleasant to, to see him being able to do that. What do you make of Purdy, Lee? I think you've hit the nail on the head there, so I'm going to use a good old uh, association football saying it was definitely a game of two halves. Really? Um, it, it obviously added to the, the different atmospheres on the night at the uh, the mini meet. So when, when he came out, he, he looked a little bit shaky. He probably had four passes in the first half. Oh, sorry, actually four passes throughout the game. I think three of them was in the first half that he'd rather have back. Um, that could have been intercepted. It was the seventh game. And we start an NFL playoff game. We were heavily favoured. We were at home. We were against a divisional rival. I kind of expected them to look a little bit shaky and a little bit nervous. Um, but obviously, as as the first half went on, I, I think confidence was waning a little bit. And we kind of thought this is going to be a bit of a slog, this game. We're going to have to fight this out in the trenches. We're going to have to hope uh, the defence... Um, the defense steps up because at the time, even though Brock was making some good throws every now and again, he, it was just those few throws that kind of it, it rested heavily on us. So yeah. we we went in at uh, halftime, obviously down 17, 17, 16. And then the third quarter started and Brocky turned up. <laughs> It was unbelievable the performance he put in the second half. Some of the throws he made were absolutely excellent. I, th- I think he made three identical throws. I think we had three players that were identical. Well, two yeah. to Ayuk, one to uh, George Kill. Yeah. yeah, and it looked yeah. as it was exactly the same route. Exactly um, the same plan. And then that 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 it should have been a touchdown. That mm. passed to Brandon Ayuk in the back. Mm. That had been played over and over again for years and years. Yeah. That would have been the stuff of legends because it was absolutely fantastic the way he got out the pressure, the way the way he knew he was going to get hit. He knew yeah. he was going to get hit, but he waited for the optimum moment to throw that ball. And that gave me so much confidence seeing him doing that. It was, it was just so good to see a quarterback playing for the 49ers do that because it's that long since we've seen anybody doing that. So he did. He had a really good second half. There was a few things I didn't like about the second half. Um, which was quite surprising because he did okay in the first half with this. So when he came under pressure, in the first half, he was stepping up in the pocket and he was yeah. making the throws. And that's what he should have been doing the whole game. In the second yeah. half, he's trying to scramble out the back. He was getting himself uh, yeah. into more uh, problems, which meant he was throwing the ball away. And I think he had to throw the ball away a good three or four times in a quite Dude, a short yeah. period of time. It might have even been on the same drive. And I just but wish he stepped up in the pocket. Yeah, it, but also, uh, uh, this is all instinct, isn't it? It's not something you really control. It's just your body tells you go that way. You just go that way. Um, but yeah. even though it wasn't the right decision, he, he manages to 
gather himself and, and do the right thing by throwing the ball away, which is yeah, ultimately what you want him to do. Yeah. No, definitely. not fumble it or get destroyed by somebody. So I don't really have yeah. a problem with that. Uh, you know. But but hey, what 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 a first playoff game from as mm. a rookie. Four touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. It should have been five. Should have been five. Should have been five touchdowns. It should have been. Yeah. But I think but I came he, out of that game thinking that uh, Brocky can definitely take us all the way. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, yeah. what a story that would make if he has to go into Philadelphia, the son of yeah. Philly, wiping yeah. the floor with them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're criticizing his first half, but the two touchdowns to Mitchell and McCaffrey's are up. Pretty good touchdown by yeah, him as yeah. well, working the pocket and finding somebody. The one to Mitchell, he avoids the sack and then goes back to right and then finds him wide open. And then the one to McCaffrey, he really navigates the pocket really well, climbs up, finds him, and is wide open again. It's just, it, I think the first half wasn't, it had a, a few too many mistakes, but also he's a seventh round rookie starting exactly. his seventh game. Exactly. And, and those mistakes didn't cost us the game. And also, um, and I'll ask you, Paul, when, what you think about Purdy. But I think it, you know, when I said our, our team is really cohesive right now and the way the defense and the offense plays really goes together, I think we really saw what uh, having not an elite defense does to an offense. As soon as your defense isn't clicking and it's not working as the way it should be and you're not creating turnovers and pressure and all that, then your offense is trying much, much harder. To, to keep the ball and drive the field. It, it feels like everything is on them and then the synergy is kind of broken and then that's then it if it, it feels like that first half where we're all like, oh no, not again. Um, and then as soon as the defense kind of plays better, everything kind of jolts together. Um, but at least, at the very least, they didn't do the stupid mistake that would have put us not just a point behind, but six or seven points behind. And that's, that's more commendable than anything, especially for a rookie. So yeah, Paul, go on. I mean, I know we've walked lyrical for a while. I'm sure you got something else to say about Brock. Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to repeat what you lads have said. I was. Oh, you can repeat it. It sounds good. Well, it it does. Um, I was thinking, (laughs) is this lad a rookie? Is is he really a rookie? Yeah. And um, Brian Baldinger has released a five-minute video on Twitter. I have shared it, so go watch it. Of all Brock's players, like you said, Nadji, when you're watching him work through the pocket, go through his progressions, getting his feet set. But before the sh- uh, the game, Gareth, we were trying to pump the brakes a little bit. And then we were saying, oh, he's not going to Canton yet. And Nadja's like, he's already in there. <laughs> Another record for Brock, youngest QB with two plus passing touchdowns mm. and one touch rushing touchdown in the playoff game. Um, to be honest, Nadja, I was that confident at half time. I missed the Jimmy Ward mistake because I went to the bar because I thought they're just going to kick the ball. And when I come back, everyone was fuming. And I was like, what's happened? And Lee was like, just wait till the pod, Paul. Nadji will talk you through it, son. And then that second half came out. And for me, the most impressive sequence came after the interception. And Brock kind of like put the team on his back. And we just marched up the field. And like you've said, Lee, some of the throws. And after that, the Seahawks just gave up, didn't they? And obviously, there was the incident with Debo, which we'll, we'll get on. But yeah, mm-hmm. this kid looked the real deal. And I think the Brock Express is definitely starting to fill up, Nadji. <laughs> Full speed ahead. Go on, go on, Gareth. As well, uh, as well it should. I think we should all be aboard the Brock Express. I, I had a bit of a novelty. A friend of mine came around and we uh, uh, we watched the game and, and had a little bit of refreshment. And he, he doesn't really follow the NFL, but he was kind of aware, oh, you, you've got a rookie starting for you or something, haven't you? He said, oh, you know, 
I've heard he's good, but you know, he's a rookie, he can't be that good. It's the playoffs. And then I think the that touchdown pass to uh to Mitchell, he was just like he's really, really good, isn't he? Uh, he's really I, good. I think, you know, someone who hadn't ever seen his games before had no idea what he was actually like to then just watch him and think he he's really good. And I think that's all we can say over and over again. He just looks yeah. really good. Anything else on Brock? I'm going to move on well, uh, to something yeah, related. I've, I've, just, I've just gone back to practice and that's what everybody's at. Because I'm strolling in with my McCaffrey jersey being a running back and everybody, that's the first thing they say to me, which never really happens. We, we talk football, obviously. But everybody, all my mates that I haven't seen for a few months of the off-season, it's just been like, Purdy, right? And I'm like, yeah, he's 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 good isn't it and everybody's like it's unbelievable he's really really good and even my head coach is like i i don't understand why he didn't get drafted oh, he was he was quite good at our mm-hmm. stage remember i was like because he's a good he's a college fan as well and uh i was like yeah i know i just I don't, i'm not quite sure why and and then we talked about 10 minutes of how good he was and yeah it's it, i think everybody can see it now and uh it seems like it's the real deal uh and i'm i've st- i'm I've finally now stopped doubting. I'm I fully on board, and uh, yeah. I'm not expecting mm. the next game to be his downfall in the seventh round. I Brock is my guy now, and uh, it's going to make the offseason a lot easier for me because uh, I've decided what we what we need to do. Um, if, even if it all the wheel that comes off now. That sounds interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds very interesting. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it later. Is that um, going to be another pod? Yeah, it will be an off-season pod right. when when it's all done. All, yeah. all done you you might trigger people while they're all happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. But uh, yeah, it, yeah, he's he's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I, I don't think you're alone because I think there's there's a there's a strong sense that it's Brock's team. Yeah, and that's yeah, how Brock's team to lose. Looking at it, so yeah. yeah, I don't I don't see how you can lose that team now. The thing is, Gareth, they were saying on Good Morning Football today, finally we're getting the love on both sides of the ball. They're saying we are the scariest mm. team in the NFL. And for as much as there was a talk of the first half, and don't get me wrong, I was sat with friends. So obviously when you're sharing through the emotions together, and I was very confident in this team. I know some people in the group chats were probably getting, you know, on a hype we were losing and, you know, the sky was falling in. Over 500 yards of offence, we hit Lee's ball prediction of plus 15 points. You know, we, we picked them off. Brock sneaking that one in, as much as it's not pretty on the eye, I love the fact that we've added that element on the goal line. Oh, what's it going to be? Is it going to be a handoff to McCaffrey? Or oh, no, Brock's just going to feed that one in. Yeah, and what getting, I love about it's it, getting when you better, see the angle it? behind, they're trying to push it in, Nadji. Then you see CMC jump on, then you see Trent jump yeah. on, and they just force him over. And then when they pull him up, Gareth, and they're all celebrating together, like you said, that shows it's Brock's team now. And we're yeah. united. And I go back Bolt, to the Devo incident. Baltimore be, should have watched that. Yeah, well, we were behind when the Devo incident Oops. happened and the sneak was yeah. a result on that drive. And then we go up and after that, we never looked back. And I know we're going to mm. talk about Debo because he was pretty awesome, to be fair, lads. Mm. So I'm smiling. Victory Sunday, Victory Monday. Bring on the next one. I got asked today, Gareth, who do I want to face next weekend? And I said, I don't care. Okay. I don't fear anyone in the mm. NFC. So, no. Well, I... I... I have a stake in it now, somehow. Um, I wouldn't mind having the Bucks just so I can see that I've watched Tom Brady live because I don't think I've ever done that. So that would be cool. But mm. yeah. Subtly drop that in, Nedgy. Very subtle. 
Wait, yeah, oh, so yeah, I just Lexi. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going over everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going over. Yeah, yeah. Woohoo! Flash, I'm going over. I mean, yeah, people don't have to care or know. It's you know, but yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I'm looking for. I don't, don't really care for Dallas. We've uh, we've been quite wrapped up in Brock, obviously, over the last few weeks, and I think it's possibly been a, mi- a miss that we haven't really given Shanahan enough credit for clearly the work he and his coaches have done to prepare Purdy, but uh, obviously the game plans uh, and what he's putting in. And it, and it's surely, it's not just me. The The offence seems to have had the lid taken off it. And we yeah. seem to be, not only is it playoff football, but we were really aggressive in that game. We were attacking that yeah. sort of 10, 15, 20 yards down the field and driving down the field, not grinding down the field, relying yeah. on the run game. And it's, it, Shanahan has... I think in the last few games, being on on top of his game, we haven't been talking about him because there's been no poor play calls for weeks. So I think it's it's That's definitely true. worth. What what are you seeing about Shanahan? Do you think he is more aggressive? He he was sort of a lot of concern about him no, being not a bit necessarily concerned. aggressive. He, he's just given no. some more of the, uh, the the more I'm not even going to call it a complex play. He's just opening more of the playbook because he trusts Purdy. To actually make the throws that nobody's I'm made before. Sure you, I'm not sure you know. I think I think the change of philosophy about halfway through when we even with Jimmy in when we started throwing the ball a bit more than yeah, running did, the ball. Yeah. Um, I think that's what unlocked it. Um, I think he's realised that run, run, pass is is a dangerous combination to to rely on, especially in this this day and age. Of the league, where it's it's usually pass, 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 um, and having uh, trying to do it with a semi-competent QB sort of worked. I mean, after all, we did win, you know, four games in a row with Jimmy on the center, um, so it did start working at that point. And obviously, the addition of CMC helps a ton because he's good catching the ball as anyone. Um, but I think. I'm, I think we haven't talked about Shannon because I'm not sure he's done that much. I think the offense was always there. But now with Brock, with CMC, and with Debo playing the way he is, and Ayuk turning into a number one that he is, and Kittle getting more involved, um, it's just that's that's what his offense should have always looked like, uh, almost. And it just needed a bit of time and adjustment, and, and he's found the recipe. Uh, that's my take. I might be completely completely wrong, excuse me, uh, but that's my take. I think he, I think he, that's what he's always tried to do, and he just either the players were letting him down, or or the defense were better at reading what was going on. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to say. It's so it's such a complex playbook. Why it's working or not working is it's not just one thing usually uh, in football. Uh, but I'm I'm glad it is, and I, I think it's a combination of everything. To be fair, I think we've been quite consistent and I think we've been quite fans of Shanahan on this show, Gareth. And when I was preparing mm. tonight, you, you led in about the other games. Look at the charges, 27-0 up and they're called 25 pass players and only eight run players. And I think what Shanahan has learned, like Nadji said, he's moved away from that traditional run, 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 run. What he's done is he's mixed the offence around. And even when Jimmy came back in, when we beat the Rams, we passed the ball more than we threw. But since CMC is coming and he's learned the playbook, and like you said, Gareth, it's exciting watching this offense because last year we kind of leaned on that Debo's the wide back. And I know a couple of weeks ago, Lee, you said, oh, I want to see a big game from Debo. 
And that's why we smile on Saturday, because yeah. that's what we got. But that just shows you Kyle Shanahan mixes it in. You know, we're going to sit here tonight, we're going to talk about Debo with his 133 yards on six receptions and that touchdown that he ran it in. CMC, my God, I love that man. I'm definitely getting a CMC jersey. He is awesome. <laughs> and as a running back, Nadji, you've been obviously saying this is what we need. But I think you're right, Gareth. I think we have shown Shanahan the love. And when I've gone back and listened to the other shows that we've done, we are quite consistent and quite high. And even at the start, when we were like three and four, and there were some rumours on Twitter, let's get rid of Shanahan. We were like, no, trust me. If you go and watch the tape, so Wayne Breezy, who was a fan of the show, Johnny Dell, he does film breakdowns. And you go watch the tape, and there's always wide open receivers. Even if you go back yeah. to Saturday, first play of the game, Brandon Ayuk should have took it to the house. But he yeah. tries to give it to Debo. Like you said, he overthrows him. But he doesn't let them put it off the game. And Shanahan didn't take the ball away from him. Where I think we've seen before the QB overthrew. Shanahan would maybe go away from that. Is that fair to say, Nadji Wade? Maybe he's like, they always said like Jimmy maybe was on a tight leash where I think Brock has got the full play. I think, so. I think yeah, so. So, so. So I think that play that you're talking about there, Paul, was in the second quarter. Because the first play of the game could have been an interception. That, that was no. one of the bad throws. Yeah, that's what the ball came out funny of his hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when you watch the when you go back from the old twenty two, when you watch it, Ayuk's wide open. Debo oh no, comes yeah, across, yeah. And it's, a, it's yeah. What a bad I'm saying, throw. it was in the second quarter. It wasn't oh, the first right. play of the game. It was in the second quarter. That, that, that's all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, and you're right. I mean, you could see you could see Brock's frustration because I just pulled up. Had he kept on going, that would have been a touchdown. That that would have been six touchdowns. Ayuk owes, owes him twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it does, he does. Doesn't he? I mean, yeah. he pulled up. He could have easily caught that ball had he kept on running the route. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I don't understand why he stopped. No, uh, no he must no, have no. seen something. I don't. Yeah, Brock wasn't happy. But that, we're going back to Brock. But have we ever seen Jimmy like that shouting "ba" across the field because he's upset and he's probably told him in a huddle, "Don't let me down again." That was that was yours. <laughs> that was a touchdown. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's so good. Should we go on to Debo? Shanahan. We were talking Shanahan. We were. Unless there's anything to add, I think we've covered it. Let's, let's, well, let's yes. There's, uh, there's quite a list want, of players I, to get through. So, I, so I want to decision. have some, I want, I want One, to one of his decisions was pretty rubbish at the end Which of the one? first half. Why, yes. why go for well, a squib kick? No, no. That's it, that's standard. It Less than 20 seconds, squib it. Of course. You're not going to let them return it. Yeah, That's yeah, dangerous. But, but, but you're giving them more You're giving them more room. You're giving them more air yard. It wasn't a very good squib, to be fair. They yeah. should be around the They're on 30, not the 40. That's that's a bad squib. Um, yeah. But you, no, that's the right thing to do. You cannot. It's a playoff game. You cannot allow them to return it for a touchdown. It, that would kill you. You go at the half, having allowed just that. No, that's the right call. I, but the I bad call think. is... I think it was the right tackling call. a guy that's sliding with your head. That's yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, Kyle, the the one thing, and I think we've mentioned it before, um, is is hiring a Brian Greasy. I think that's masterful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely masterful. And uh, I'll say it now a little bit of a tease for the for the award show, but uh, his name will be in uh, on my side for sure, in one of the categories. Absolutely. Uh, start a job. I think having you know two quarterback playing at that level, and who knows what Lance could have been um, potentially free quarterback playing at that level is no, it's not something to be sniffed out. It's so thank you, Mr. Brian Greasy, for leaving ESPN and coming to us. That's good stuff. 
Uh, I was about to ask Lee, but he's drinking. Um, Lee, uh, <laughs> Ubo, you uh, you said he needed a big game. I agree, and he delivered. Yeah, he did have a big game, and he had a big game as a receiver. That that was the pleasing mm. thing. Yeah. Um, that that touchdown in the what was it, the third quarter, the one down the or side, maybe early fourth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to, check, trying to remember which way we were going. No, You're right. Was, uh, I can't remember. It was the third or fourth quarter. Whatever. The, the, the long touchdown. That, that, that was fantastic. The, the way he managed to keep himself inbounds as well as he was going past the player, he was patient enough to get behind the blocker. Um, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. And I tell you what, he's got some jets on him. He's mm, got some jets really on him. Yeah, because he, he just seemed to be... He just strolling. seemed to be, yeah, strolling. And then all of a sudden, bang, hit the switch and off he went. Cap was like Great. that, to remember. Cap yeah. didn't yeah. look fast at all. And it was just like going and then all by of a sudden, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he was still in the second gear. Once he hit yeah, the yeah. Oof, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a good game. Um, he, he mixed it up a lot. I, I think, as we talked about, Debo, what we're calling the dirty player, was it as dirty as the one that Jimmy Ward did? I, I would have said no, because Jimmy Ward was, I, I thought, was terrible. Um, Abraham, I, I think he probably didn't know what he's doing. I, I think he's probably targeted that angle. I, don't, I think I he's don't also. Know. I, think it, I think it's frustration more than yeah. dirty play. Well, what I was going to say, is, I, I, I think he's realised what he's been doing as he's had all of his legs, because he didn't have all of it th- for that long. No, he just didn't really put in, much yeah. effort. Yeah, he didn't put much effort in twisting it. Um, but obviously, that kicked off the uh, the skirmish, which you always like to see in a Niners uh, Seahawks <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, Debo, De- Debo is one of our stars. I, I can't say he, he shone above everybody else, even though he had such a good game. Um, I think because we've got that many stars, every game you go into, you, you're kind of left wondering who's yeah. going to have the big game today because yeah. one of them's going to have a big game and it's because everybody else is looking at the other three or four of them. Yeah. What I like about Debo is his ability to make something out of nothing. He it, it does yeah. this so many times. It's it's so impressive to be able to do this and he gets the ball, whether it's on a swing or even just a, you know, a, a shallow cross pass or something. And you think, oh, he's got four yards or he's got two yards or, you know, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It happens. And then all of a sudden it's like nine, 10, 12 yards. And so how, how did he just manage to slip four tackles and, and then bury somebody as he was getting tackled? That ability is, and CMC's got it in, in a different ways, um, is so impressive and it opens up the, the big plays. And you can tell on that. Uh, on that touchdown that he scored, I don't think people really wanted to tackle him because they know it's going to be painful. And uh, kudos to BA on that for a great block. And that, yeah. you, that mm. uh, Debo read really well. Um, uh, but yeah, I, it's Debo. Uh, we've seen it all last season. And it's good It's good to see so soon after coming back from the injury. Uh, it's, it's very reassuring that his knee is fine. And uh, yeah, the dirty play... I don't know. You play against a guy, a guy like that all day. You're losing. Uh, you're getting frustrated. You just sometimes you act out a little bit. I'm, I'm not quite sure it was dirty. Uh, all in all, he didn't. Time. He didn't get hurt. Yeah, he didn't get hurt by it. So I don't really have a problem with it. Um, I've seen dirtier things. 
Mr. Mr. Ward, I'm looking at you. Yeah, I missed the Ward play, but the Seahawks were winning at the time, Gareth. And after that, we outscored them by 25 points. So, Nay, I was quite happy he did it because he seemed to fire us up. <laughs> and I know yeah. you talked, Lee, about the big game. He recorded 165 total yards on the night. Nine touches, six receptions, three carries. And like you said, Nadji, that 74-yard touchdown, when you watch the tape back, at first you're celebrating because he's got the first down. And then yeah. he kind of like goes out the sideline, like you said, Lee. Then Ayuk's in front of him. And then, to be fair, I was that next Just to Lee. Lee off. was up out of his chair. We were like, yeah, touchdown. And then that yeah. was it. After that, you just knew we weren't losing that game and it was just yeah. awesome to see. And like you said, against Arizona, we talked, oh, he was a bit quiet. Have we rushed him back? And then last night, well, Saturday night, you're like, calm before the storm. And like you said, like, <laughs> he didn't he didn't stand out over CMC to the point where we're coming into Debo show. But my God, I love it when he scores a, a long touchdown against Seattle because they are my hated rivals. So yeah, yeah. it's good, Gareth. It's, yeah. it's good to see. What about you, Gareth? What, what, what did you make of Debo? Yeah, you've covered it all. I was just going to add the honorary mention there for Brandon the Block Ayuk for both uh, Debo's big run and I think CMC's big run. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. uh, he's he's in the shift. I mean, yeah, that, that drop catch, he, he had the chance there to be one of the all-time great uh, touchdown receptions. But as he said, he owes Brock now. So yeah. let's see. Let's hopefully uh, he's going to have some chances to, to pay Brock back for that. Uh, but yeah, a uh, couple of good catches again. He's just he's just reliable now, isn't he? Are you? You can yeah, just yeah, rely when you definitely. when when you need it when it's third and fifteen or something like that, and you need it. Um, he's he's going to be there. He's going to make a catch in the in the tightly contested area and 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 get it securely. So I think he's definitely worth it. Um, and uh, CMC, this is my last defensive player to mention. He seems to be getting a little bit better at sniffing out those run lanes. I know it's easy for us to see watching at home, but I'm sure we've all seen a few times this season where he's just gone slightly the wrong direction and you think, go the other side. I, I think he's getting a bit better at, at learning yeah. where those gaps are going to be. Paul? Another yeah, time. So, go on, yeah. Paul. No, Lee was... Lee was yeah, yeah, so, so, I was just about to say, I, I think he's getting used to the offensive line and yeah. how yeah. quickly they move. I mean, it's, it's like any anything you do in sport. You, you have to have a chemistry with the people that you're playing with. With your team, Absolutely. and I think he's now got that chemistry. There was a there was a run. I think it was the third quarter where he should have been stopped at the line of scrimmage. He should have been, but then all of a sudden he was nine and a half yards further up the uh, the road. It's like, how did he do that? I know, yeah. So you're right. He, he finds these gaps. He finds these holes, and he, and he manages to hit daylight and go. And uh, that that can only board well going into the playoffs. Um, and in the, into the next season, right? Yeah, it's and just, in the next season, yeah. you're right, yeah. It's yeah. just so exciting yeah. having them. So, yeah, I mean, if what do you, Brog, CMC, I, I, there's not enough love in the world for all these people. No. <laughs> He's fast I don't fighting. think there is. It's very hard. They're going to have mm. to fight for it. Um, yeah, I can attest, as, as a running back, it, it takes a long time to get. It's all about timing and spacing, and it, it takes a long time to to hit the seam exactly right at the right time and knowing mm. knowing when to take the cut or knowing when, know when to take the cut and trust your blocker. It's it's a whole dance thing and it, it does take a bit of time and I, I think you're right, is getting is getting a, accustomed to to the timing of the O line and, and where to go and how to go and what their body position means and which way they're gonna block and et cetera, et cetera. Um but yeah it's just so good. It's so dynamic. Um it's <laughs> We've got too many riches. It almost feels bad talking about it now because we're so good and 
we could go anywhere and we haven't talked Kettle or Mitchell mm. or Jennings or Rare McLeod or you know it's it's crazy all, all, all the to see. So, or the O line. The only yeah. thing I wanted to say about CMC is how consistent he's been since we've traded for him. A lot of people said he was yeah. a luxury Gareth, and like you said, there he's fast as lightning. He hits the lines, but he's that reliable option. And some of my friends who are non fighting Anna fans are like, oh, CMC's not going to do much for you as you've overpaid for him. And you just sit back down and you're like, really, lads? So that consistency and that reliability, it was a safety foul for Jimmy, but he's took it to another level with Brock. And like you said, Nadja, he's a running back yourself. You must seeing him hit those gaps and then those cuts Lee was saying. I mean, that play in particularly, yeah. we were all just looking at each other like, how has he got that that yeah. far? And he yeah. was just making people miss. So, yeah, he's definitely going to be my next jersey purchase. Maybe he's won't let Tracy see this this episode, but yeah, he's definitely <laughs> going to be my next jersey. So, yeah, still lots of the offence we could talk about, but let's uh, let's go over to a defensive side. Um, and, uh, yeah, a, a few more names. Um, Lee, start us off with uh, Jimmy Ward. Oh, that's right. You give me Jimmy Ward, right? Yeah. Actually, it'll probably shorten the conversation. That's a very um, good idea. I mean, yeah, family show. The, the the game in general wasn't too bad, but that that tackle that was such a boneheaded tackle from a veteran player who's mm. supposed to be a leader on the team. That was a terrible tackle to do. He, he was sliding or outside of uh, field goal goal range. There was no way they're going to be able to get it from there. J- just let him slide. It, it was it was really really poor. Disappointed in him. Because, I mean, I I do stand up for Jimmy Ward. Because I think he's a good player. I do honestly think he's a good player. But that that really disappointed me on, on Saturday night. And it could have been a lot worse. It, it could. Yeah. I mean, it, they obviously had the momentum going into the second half. Because they went in the first half up. And no, none of us expected that. And as you recall, in the uh, the preview pod, I turned on and said, whoever goes in up at, uh, at the end of the first half, they're more likely going to win this game. Um, granted, that was based on the weather, but yeah, I mean that that's as soon as they went seventeen sixteen up, I thought, Jesus Christ, what's going to happen here? What's the weather going to be like in the second half when they come out? So that had us concerned, and uh, I must admit, I did turn around to Paul um, just after he came back and saw us all looking uh, quite quite bemused, and I said, <laughs> "We're never going to hear the end of this from Nigeria. We're never oh, going to hear the end of this." This is the pinnacle of what I've been talking about for Go on, two Nancy, years tell, now. Tell us about Jimmy Ward. Get him out of here. This is what you get from bad players. Um, no, I mean, it's not even. I can't, I can't even find a way of why why that would have happened. As you said, I think especially from somebody that's supposed to be a leader, supposed to be a, a veteran, who's been with us for nine years. You, you should know better to not do this, um, especially at this stage, especially in a game that big, especially against a rival and a, a division rival. This is the kind of stuff that ignites people and get them angry, just like the Debo play. And and you don't know what that can lead to. And and it was very poor. Um, uh, yeah, it's I don't want to see that from anyone. It's but especially obviously uh, from from him because. I, I don't know because you don't how like you, him. <laughs> because I don't like him. That's true. That's true. But how can you be so stupid? Yeah, I think exactly. I think you have to elevate yourself too. So to what I would say, standard. what would say, um, Greenlaw had two of those early on the season. He did just before he signed he his contract renewal. That's very true. He did, and and we got on him for it the same way I would have yeah. for anyone else that done exactly. it. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's I, not I acceptable did. for anyone. Yeah, I, I did at the time, and I said that's disgraceful, considering yep, he's absolutely. in a contract. Yeah, he, he's going to throw it away. 
and then I think it was the week after week. I think it was week three, week four. We gave him the new contract, and then yeah, from then on, he's right. been absolutely excellent. Um, but yeah, so it, it does happen to players. But uh, it does. Like you said Naji in such a pivotal game at a pivotal time. Come on, use your head. Yeah, what do you but think, not Paul? not to tackle the quarterback sliding. Just use your head. Yeah. In, in fact, <laughs> obviously, Paul Paul can't comment because he wasn't there. He didn't see it. But what Paul no. can comment on is the state of us when he came back and he just saw us. <laughs> Robbie kicked that field goal. I saw the time on the clock, Nadji, and I thought, right, I'm going to nip to the bar now because it's just going to yeah, go half time. Yeah. And I came around the corner Perfect and timing. I saw all their faces and I thought, but you've got to remember as well, the frustration will have been we struggled against Lockett and Metcalf and I'm not giving them an excuse. Like I'm just saying, you know, no one expected them to have the big chunk players and they yeah. weren't running the ball. And sometimes, like you said, Nadji, you'd, you look at the emotions and obviously Ward's frustrated. He's wanted that new contract. He's been moved out of his favoured position. But yeah, I did sit down next to Lee and he was like, don't worry, Nadji will tell you all about it on Monday night. And I was like, oh God, Jimmy Ward's fault then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it was. Well, there we go. We'll uh, we'll draw a line under that, uh, as you do, Jimmy, and um, and shift wards. Uh, Mooney Ward, tough day at the office for for Mooney up against DK Metcalf. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably his worst game of the season. Um, better now than in three weeks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Good point. Um, I've got it out of his system, and I think there was a bit of maybe. Um, I'm looking forward now. Um, he, he had, you know, shut him down twice. So maybe there's a bit of complacency uh, in there. Uh, maybe they just attacked him a different way. I think the touchdown, he got a little bit unlucky. He was not expecting a fade. Otherwise, I don't see why he would have turned his head back towards the QB. That was weird. Um, yeah, so, I don't so, understand so why he done that. The touchdown shouldn't have counted anyway, because I think it was Gibson. Because of the hold. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that was um, clear. Yeah. yeah, it was. But in terms of Mooney Ward's play, essentially, yeah. I think it's just, sometimes it's just, you know, Happy you have a bad game. game. Yeah. It, it happens. And uh, it makes makes him a human, I guess, because up to that point, he hadn't really faulted at, at all, apart from the DK Metcalf in Seattle when he jumped too early. Um but yeah, oh, the Davante Adams, sorry. It was Davante Adams. Um, yeah, a bit of a oddity, I, I think. Hopefully it's just that. And, uh, but it's good. It's a bit of a slap in the face. Just saying, okay, I can't just rest on my laurels. I have to be on my game. Uh, and, but luckily, the guy on the other side balled out. So it balanced it out. I think, and I think that's yeah. what's great about having a good defense and good players all around. Some, you can allow yourself to have a lesser game because your other 10 teammates will just pick you back up and make you play better. Um, so, yeah. And he did recover. There was that one where he broke the pass up to Metcalf. And, and we've talked about with Gareth on this show where a lot of people get worried when these big chunk players happen. And yeah, Metcalf had 100 plus yards on the night, but no other receiver got 40 yards. And mm. we're sitting here and we've won the game easily. And we've had this bend but not break. When I looked, we held them to 70 yards on the ground in the running game. And Kenneth Walker's been talked about one of the rookies of the year. So, like you said, we sometimes give up these chunk players, but you're right, Nadji, the fact that Mooney Ward had his worst game. And Lenore, we said it on the other show before, that they were going to go after Lenore. He gave up a few players, but they've bounced back and we've won the game, turned the ball over, ticked off my ball prediction, Lee. I said Lenore would have a pick. Yeah, he did. Alex Simpson did. has yeah. already reached out and congratulated me on that, which I appreciated. Yeah, so, he is keeping nice. us honest. 
He is keeping us honest with the fact-checking on the bold predictions. Um, he's a bit confused because you had a few leaf for either a rainy day or a sunny day. So I think and it was kind of both because the sun did come out. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, that yeah. Lenore pick before we move on, Gareth. So poor Connor Ryan. It was nothing to get excited about. I don't know if he was watching it or not. My God, <laughs> Lee cheered that as loudly as I've ever heard Lee cheer any other player to the point where the whole <laughs> of the casino turned round and looked over to see six of us in red and gold jumping around because we've turned the ball over and we haven't scored a touchdown or anything. But yeah, it was uh, awesome. Admittedly, Lee. Lee had had a lot to drink by that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's perfectly acceptable behaviour, I think, given the circumstances. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, an- it's anchorite- encouraged. Mm. No, please, please do shout when we're winning. Yeah. Please. No shame in that. I, I, I think Mooney Ward's... Uh, uh, struggles on the night were were partly, I think, sy- symptomatic of how Seattle did in the first half, and I think it's a product of the fact that we've we've played them three times. So when 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 yep. you've lost the previous two games, including one only a few weeks ago, when you're scheming up, you think, okay, well that those didn't work in week two, then those didn't work in week fifteen. So you've got to try something else, and I think that's where they got a little bit of their success from, in that you would expect any team that's playing another team for the third time to be better and I think in the second half we showed that 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 logic works for us as well in that we put more points on them than we we had in previous and I think it is just a product of that familiarity and knowing these players at these times a new season and it's almost like you start again but I think the third time in a season they clearly worked out seeing where they'd had success before and and fair play obviously went for that and I think think Metcalf was the uh, beneficiary of that but as you've said it shut everything down and we've seen well Devonte Adams had a good game against us we've given up the odd good game here and there to one player but it's not been uh, impactful they've been effective but I mean DK Metcalf got two TDs fair enough but one of them was garbage time so you can get all the yards we know we'll give up some yards and occasionally we'll let one of your star players have a star game but you'd still don't really influence the score so I think that was just, I, I, I'm not worried about uh, Mooney Ward um, from that uh, uh, at all. I think it was just a, a product of, of scheming. And obviously Metcalf has had a bit of a point to prove um, and, and, and learn how to get the best of it. Yeah. Um, we called it on a preview, you know, Chitty Pete is a good coach. He's a good, you, you, can't, you can't say otherwise, mm. I think, as much as I don't like them. Yeah, um, right. He's, he's a great coach and he will probably end up in the Hall of Fame when he decides to quit. I don't know when that's going to be. Um, but he's, yeah, and he's, they found a way to, you know, push us around a little bit in the first half. And and ultimately, it could, they couldn't last, mostly because we're a better team. Um, but yeah, I think kudos to them for, for trying and, and Gino Smith to give us a bit of goosebumps. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned uh, uh, Lenore. He was another guy on my list. Good to see him get his interception from, uh, again, he's had a few tough weeks in the office. Uh, and I think you heard it said that, uh, yeah, you're getting picked on, but don't you know take that as a compliment. This is your chance to go and make plays. If the ball comes your way, you get the chance to be the hero. Um, and, and he yeah. seems to have reacted well to that. So, Yeah, and, and I think they, 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 touched, they touched on it on a broadcast. That, you know, his stats are not as good as you know, the elite in the league, but the amount of time he got targeted, you can't expect it to be. It's it's some it's a product of of the success of Money Ward. You just you know, 
that's what happens. And you throw enough time, people are going to catch the ball eventually. You know, everybody's good in NFL, and it's a pass happy league, as I said earlier. So, yeah, I, I think he's rebounded well, and I think that pick was thoroughly deserved because uh, he's been working hard. And let's not forget, he swapped position. He was playing nickel at the beginning of the season. So he's in the new role and he's still, he's still adjusting to that. It's not something you can switch off. I mean, I know it's been a while, but uh, when you've played nickel most of your career and that's where your best are, it's you know a bit different playing corner. Um, but yeah, good, great for him. Great to see another Oregon Duck being a good player. I think you're selling it short, chaps. What you mean to say is the game ceiling interception. Game ceiling well, interception. We have to bug it up. We called that play. And I'm we going did. to shout that from the rooftops. We talked about it, like you said, Nadji. So when, when it happens in front of you, and we are four friends who talk football, I'm not going to lie. I was like, yes, my bold prediction's coming. I'm taking that one <laughs> off. And, but it was yeah. good to see him bounce back. And like you said, Gareth, it just gives you confidence in this defence. Mooney Ward not playing great. Oh, Lenore bounced back. And it just shows moving into the playoffs. And it's all good experience for them. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed that game winning interception from our boy. A bit of impact from Charles Amenahu from the D-line. Uh, a sack late in the game. Uh, and obviously the forced fumble, which could be seen as one of the key turning points. Uh, good to see uh, some of the others on the D-line weighing in when Nick Bosa was, I think, again, kept quiet purposely. Uh, and it created a little bit of space for others. Lee. It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I thought Charles Amenahu had an absolutely fantastic game. I thought it was immense. Um, and he's, apart, he's from been doing, the ta- apart from the one sack he missed. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's been leading up to this all season. He just keeps yeah, on getting great. better game in, game out. And like you said, because everybody was trying to uh, keep hold of Nick Borser and slow him down, it, it let Eric Armstead through, it let Charles Amenihu through. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it just showed it just showed that some of our other players, um, they can step up when needed. Yeah, yeah it's good to see. Yeah. On that Def. player you're talking about when King Charles, because I can't say his surname, that's why I'm smirking, because I'm glad <laughs> Gareth said it, and I'm glad Lee struggled. But when he hit him, Gareth, and that ball bounced out, Nick Borsa was stood there, and we were all like, jump on the ball, yeah. jump on yeah. the ball. We were all like, Well, oh I was God. saying pick it up and run with it, because that would have been better. But oh, yeah. been. I'll take but the jumping on the ball. Considering yeah. he had a quiet game, though, Nadji, it was nice yeah, to yeah, see yeah. the roles reverse where someone else has hit the quarterback and he's picked up and the turnovers are important but yes King Charles mm. is my name Gareth so I'm glad That's you good. pronounced it like better it. than me I like it yeah he's been like that since we traded for him hasn't he he kind of shows on and off um, uh, but it seems to be showing on when we need mm. it and uh, he has this ability he's, yeah he's good he's good he's, he fits in what we do in that depth and uh, it's, good, it's good to see it's again it's great especially at this time of the year when you're going to need or 53 player on the roster to make an impact at some point, somewhere down the line to to win your game. So, um, yeah, and it was definitely the turning point. I think, I think that fumble unlocked something on a defense. They got they got reminded how we how we do things in San Francisco, and uh, and then the, with the offense driving down and scoring pretty much straight away, it was it was pretty much over by then. See, what I liked about the defensive line chaps on Saturday night was it was more like consistent with the pressure. It wasn't all sending the kitchen sink. And we only hit three sacks and a pair of quarterback hits, Gareth. But we were like, the pressure was always there. And Geno Smith didn't look too quick. We only rushed four there. most of the time. Mm. So 
it was a lot. And that's what I'm saying, when the teams oh, go to and form, we do. And like yeah. you said, there was even that the big play, it was just kind of like, a, I wouldn't say a Hail Mary, but he, he gets the ball out. But you just think, I was impressed with Armstead. I was impressed with King Charles. And like you said, Bosa was quiet, but the defensive line just shows our strength where it is. Mm. The fact I said it before, we stopped their run game, which for me, that's what Seattle want to do, run the ball. So that, that was awesome. Absolutely. Mm. So, so Huff nearly got a sack. I think it was early on in the game. Um, and it was interesting to see that they actually had two defenders stopping Huff. So he came from the back, we, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he did. Yeah, well, we hit him and they blocked him at the That's last second. Right, yeah. Mm. So you're yeah, actually getting used to that. Yeah. A good. Uh, he telegraphs telegra- it, he telegra- it a little bit too much, I think. He does. He does. He needs to work and I think that. he gets caught a little bit because of that. He gets caught out, yeah. but which is why he hasn't performed or seemingly hasn't performed as well the second half. Yeah, because he, he's not going to win against an all-liner. <laughs> no. But, but all-pro Huff, to give him his new name, because he is an all-pro now, Jake, he, he did record five true. tackles yeah. on the night. So we gave okay. Fred the love when he was an all-pro, and we know Huff. Najee's just got a long list of man crushes, everyone listening, but all pro Huff is, is his new name. It's getting too long. I get that one in there, Karen. <laughs> so, a great win over the Seahawks. There were some of the UK faithful out in Santa Clara for this game as well. It was great to see a few photos coming in. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Good to yeah, see so uh, we us had, represented. Yeah, we had five people out. Um, I think I named them on the preview pod. Anthony Fulger... Um, Jake Goodbye, Danny, David, and Anne Pardo. I think it was David. I think that's what you call us, Dad. Uh, but the Pardo family. So we, ha- <laughs> we had five people family. out. Yeah, we had five mm. people out. And they were joined in the gold mine section by John Chapman, Wayne Breezy, yeah. Nick Parra. I think uh, Alec, Alex from Seattle Faithful was in there as well. Um, I do recall seeing a few other faces that I recognised. I think. I can't remember what her handle is on Twitter, but Joy, might be Joy 49er, um, she was there, um, and a few others, a, f- a few other people that um, we all know. Nice. Yeah, I hope you guys have got a good time, and uh, thanks for presenting and taking the flag and the picture and all that. It's also, always yeah. awesome to see. I just wanted to say a special thank you to Nick Clark as well, because he did make a big fuss of them, as you said yeah. there, you know, Breezy, Chapman. Nicholas Pryor, they the, the looked after them and it's always mm. great to see the flag, but Nick Clark shared it on his own personal Instagram earlier today, yeah, yeah. tweeted the pictures out so it just goes to show the UK faithful is well received over there Lee and, and mm. fair play to you because you've put a lot of work in behind the scenes with Nick and it's good to see the group getting the rewards and I look forward, Nadji, to being able to tweet your picture out next week because obviously I run the Twitter account, I will be <laughs> sharing the posts and I'm delighted that someone from the pod's going to be out there next week, so yes mm. People, Nadji will be featuring highly on my tweets. So I've got to say, it's going to be interesting to see what state they're in next week because obviously at the goal mine section, when it's a normal kickoff, either a five past one or a half one, you have to be at the stadium so early you don't really get to do uh, tailgating. Right. But the kickoff time is going to be half three yep. on Sunday. Mm. So they're going to have a, the a whole morning. Two, yeah, exactly. They're going to have a good two to three hours where they can probably go tailgating before they have to be in the stadium. It's uh, it's in the plans. Don't you yeah. worry. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, huge thanks uh, once again to Nick for looking after us when the uh, when the UK faithful are out there. Uh, does this? Yeah, I get the feeling this is the restarting of the rivalry with the Seahawks. They've overachieved this year. They've got all of Denver's picks. 
the Rams and Cardinals mm, possibly not going to be successful in the next couple of years. Do you, do you feel that it's going to be Seahawks Niners again for for a good five years, where these uh, same group of players are going to get to to know each other quite well? It'll very much depend how they draft. Uh, I mean, they they had a good draft this year. I think they the two did, tackles, yeah. um, very good, and they're going to help them for sure. Uh, Walker has obviously been a, a very good prick. I don't know. I think it's going to depend on Mr. Carroll, isn't it? Whether he stays, where he goes. He surely doesn't have that many more years in him. Although he did look like on the sideline when Jennings was bearing down on him. A little, uh, little jump. I hope I can do that when I'm 75. Or, wow. Is he 75? That's no, right. I, I, I don't think he's 70. Had I, I thought he was in the 70s. Oh, no, he's definitely he's over 70. 70. Yeah. He's the oldest coach in the league. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to check because I I think he's about 69. No, I think he's like 73 or maybe maybe more. He's he's deceivedly looks younger than he is. But yeah, I think that's going to depend on now. And also what the Cardinals do because they do have good players and depending on what the coach is, they could have a, you know, Shang Mai Vei type. 71. 71. I wasn't far off. Um, Yeah. He's got five more I've, years in him. I think that's why he, he potentially. Yeah, us. you're right. I'm wanting to rebuild and have another crack at the Super Bowl before packing in. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to be a falling outside as they always have been. Um, but yeah, I'm not. We'll see what the Cardinals do. I think that's an interesting situation with Kyler Murray. Mm. And not a bad roster. Hopefully, we won't be seeing D'Amico uh, at the Cardinals. No, I, mm. he's not going to go to a division rival. I don't coach. think he will either. I've I've called it. I can't remember who. I think it might have been to my friend. I think he'll go to the Chargers. Yeah. Look at the Chargers. smile on his face yeah. as he said that. Everyone for watching on YouTube, the smile on <laughs> Najee's face. Yeah. We, we might need another uh, regular podcast host. <laughs> yeah. Replace Najee. <laughs> that's, that's when impossible. I start my Charger Faithful UK podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of the Chargers, did you uh, did you get to catch any of the other really quite wild uh, games on Wildcard Weekend? I I did. I was quite pumped up, so I, did, I, yeah. I stayed up a bit for the Chargers Jags game. And even at twenty seven nil, I was because I thought it's the Chargers, the Jag the Jags. They got a Charger. Yeah. The Chargers crumble. So. Uh, that was you know what they say, Chargers going to Chargers, aren't they? That's that's what they do. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Same so I, I watched the Bills-Dolphins, uh, and to I be honest, too, yeah. I mean, the, the Dolphins tried as hard as possible to throw it away. Um, obviously, they, they were heavily um, underdogs for that game, but they actually put up a decent game in the first half, but just stupid mistakes all the way through the game. I know. And they just yeah. give it away. Um, yeah. I, I thought the Bills looked quite ordinary, to be honest. Yeah. I, I thought they did. They beatable. They really did. Um, and but they did shoot themselves in the foot quite a few times, which might not happen very often. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's funny to me about the Dolphins is all Dolphin fans complaining that they have a seventh round QB and a <laughs> mid-season exactly. running back yeah, trade. Yeah. Yeah. That's not panning out. And it's just like, well, maybe you didn't do it right. Brock <laughs> yeah. yeah. was on the, the board uh... when you took Skyler Thompson. So yeah. Yeah. And after the Dolphins' bills. Watching Skyler was 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 very useful compared to because he is the kind of guy we should be comparing Brock Purdy to, and there's there's no yeah. there's no there's there's no, none. He throws a few nice throws, but you'd expect any well drilled quarterback 
if, if the play goes perfectly and, the, and your guy gets open and it's within your comfort, you know, you can make a few throws, but his decision-making and his ability to get plays off up against the play clock in particular, which is what you expect of a rookie quarterback. And it's Brock struggled a bit, I think, in the first half, but, well, yeah. didn't have, didn't put himself under time pressure in the second half. So, so, so interestingly... You might not know this about me, but uh, I'm addicted to a, a mock draft simulator. Oh, um, they've never heard of it. Um, are you? Yeah, That's I, a surprise. I, I may have done it once or twice early once last or twice. year. And as I recall, <laughs> never did I ever see Brock Purdy available in the seventh round. He was always gone well before that. Every no, single I think time I picked him in the seventh. I once. saw Skylar Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, Skylar Thompson was always there. So it kind of gives you a rough idea of how the fans felt about those two quarterbacks. Brock was obviously going a lot higher, and Skylar wasn't even going in the seventh round. He was always there at the very end, Um, because obviously drafting as the 49ers, you get the very last pick, and he was always there. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a a thing between fans, college fans, and K-State and Iowa State. The, uh, the the pick we spent on Brock was the pick we got as a compensation from CJ Bethard. I don't know if you've seen the whole... That's right. I, saw that. That. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, saw that. was quite funny. The, the, whole, the whole thing that we, we drafted George Kittle because of CJ Bethard is nonsense, by the way, because they got drafted in the same draft. So, yeah. But we wouldn't have asked a rookie. We wouldn't have asked a rookie QB if his tight end was good. I think the scout got that by themselves. No, but if you recall... Uh, C.J. Bethard was Shanahan's guy, and he either yeah, wanted yeah, to give yeah, him yeah. somebody a, a target that he was familiar with. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I still guarantee you, scout work, scout work, scout work would have been. Had Christian Watson been available in the second or third round, I, I do you think, think we would have picked him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, maybe. I really maybe. do. So, yeah, maybe. So uh, I think you've got uh, a few shout-outs, Paul, for some well-deserved. Uh, a birthday, I think. Yeah, main one. So Dan, who runs Let's Talk Sports, it's his birthday today. So Dan's Happy been birthday, a big Dan. supporter. Yeah, geez, now he's been a big supporter of what we've done. Obviously, he's had his own health concerns, so it was nice to see the tweet gone out earlier. Gary Thorpe put a really nice tweet out, so I wanted to mention that. And it was quite fitting because before Christmas, Dan had run a 49 Faithful UK giveaway, and Ash Sugden was the winner. And he'd selected a Hafanga jersey and that arrived today. So that wasn't a fault of Dan's, Gareth. It was to do with all the postal strikes and everything else. But I thought it was quite fitting that on Dan's birthday, Ash was able to share that he's, you know, in Club 29. So I just wanted to say thank you to Dan for all that he does because he is a big supporter. And when we went live last week, he was one of the first people to send me a message congratulating me. And he wants to see us grow as a group, not just on Let's Talk Sports. And obviously, you'll have seen I had El Presidente join me as the mystery guest on Friday. Special I can't get, guest. Special. Yeah, special guest. <laughs> special. I can't get Nadji on at the moment because he's too busy jetting off to San Francisco and, and Gareth's busy Sorry. with work. But I am determined to get all three of you on at some point, and it's something Dan's keen because, like I said, he's a big fan of what we do. So just want to say happy mm. birthday to him, Gareth. And yep. are you doing happy birthday, the, um, Dan. Happy birthday. And you're you're going to do the 49er Faithful UK Live or the Fuffuckle, as I think it should be called. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to say, buddy. Easy for you to say. I get kicked off YouTube if I try uh, that. It's a family-friendly show. Yeah, so <laughs> tomorrow, 
8, eight o'clock tomorrow, so 8 o'clock UK time, Tuesday, because we're recording this on Monday. So go on, Lee. So, so I was just about to say, do you want to break some news? Because this will be, this'll be um, published before you go live tomorrow. Or do, or do you want that to... Do you want that for the start of the show tomorrow night? Yeah, we'll do it. So we'll tease in. So Ooh, if you've okay. listened to this before the live, there's going to be there's going to be uh, something for you to tune in. Yeah, we, we, we've, tie, we've tied in. We've tied in with Levi Stadium. That, that's, I think that's the best way to put it. We've got to tie in with Levi Stadium. And it's at the start, so you, you need to be tuning yeah, in. Just be there at the start, people, and and watch it. Or, or catch it up later during the week. It's on YouTube. You can find yeah. it. Watch so it. The, it's good. It's a good show. Oh, cheers, Nadja. I mean, it worked well. So Nick is going to be taking the lead on the next episode. So we're trying to alternate between. He's also got his live reveal, Gareth. He was the lucky winner mm-hmm. in the gridiron jersey. He caught Nadja your beauty earlier because I can confirm it's not a Jimmy Ward jersey. No Jimmy Ward. He put <laughs> thank, in. Thank God. Definitely got Nadja. So he's going to reveal live on air tomorrow the jersey he won, which again was a big thank you to the Gridiron guys and um, the tied in with us earlier in the season. Obviously Nick McGee, who's the host, Tales from the Bay is part of the group. So it was nice, like we said last show, to get a thank you off them. But I'm looking forward to seeing which jersey he's gone for. He won't tell me. I have no idea. So. I, we all know what jersey it is. So you've just it's reminded us there, Bob. Uh, so uh, I'd just like to say congratulations to uh, Nick and Natalie. Um, Natalie had their second child uh, last Thursday night, late last Thursday Congrats. night. Congratulations, Nick and Natalie. Is he called Brock? It's got to be called Brock. Otis. It's four names. There's four. It's a four-barreled name. George. Is there a he? Oh, I know if it's I just assumed. Apologies. Yeah. I, I, I can I just remember the first name. Rog, Christian, Samuel, George. Lee, Paul, Maggie. That sounds well, better, actually. That sounds the, better. Um, <laughs> the recorded Tales from the Bay last week, just before his wife gave birth, and they had a special guest on said Steve Mariucci on, which, to be fair, oh, was wow. like, cool. just, 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 you know, Steve Mariucci was just on Tales from the Bay, Rich, so it's nice Coach that we've got that time with them, but yeah. That's cool. It, if it, we yeah. could get Mooch on, that would be amazing. Any uh, any final thoughts uh, or anything or announcements before we wrap up? Yeah, what one little announcement. Um, so obviously, you, you know, we had this mini meetup at the weekend. This was an informal meetup. This is something I've encouraged everybody to do in the group. If if you're local and there's no organised meetup by the Forty Nine Fair for UK, then why don't you meet? Why don't you organise yourself a local one with people who are local to you? Which is what Paul did. So originally, it was just going to be Paul and Connor because they literally live five minutes walk from each other. Um, and then because I couldn't make it up to Falkirk because train fares were extortionate, I, I decided that, you know what, I think I'm going to go down to Stockton. Um, and, and before I knew it, Andrew Hudson from Newcastle, he said, you know what, the, you know, it's only 40 minute drive for me. Um, I'm quite happy to come down. And I obviously roped out Ben in as well, who is a five minute drive from me. So it ended up being five of us down there. Uh, and like I said, it was an informal meetup. It was just so that we can all watch the game together rather than just being stuck in the house watching it alone. Um, so I was very disappointed to find out that Paul had been messaged privately and um, being told that it's not it's not on, it's not fair that all these meetups are in the north. This was an informal meetup. You've all been encouraged to do this. If you don't want to do it, fine. Don't complain about other people doing it. 
yeah. because it is literally not on. I'm, I'm not happy about that at all. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, it's it's not the spirit of the group. We've always encouraged people to get together. That's exactly. what the Facebook group is. If you're not sure where you can watch the game, or just say it, say put a post on the Facebook saying, "I don't want to stay by myself this Saturday to watch the game." Is anybody up to meet somewhere, or come to my house, or whatever you're comfortable with, and we can watch a game together as 49FA for UK and and grow that way. And then you just tag us. You don't tag us. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so don't. It's not. It doesn't have to be formal every time. We do one big meetup every year, which you'll know about as soon as we announce it and organize it. And everything else is bonus. It's just you do it. it. You know, Paul and Lee happen to live next to each other, so obviously they're friends. They're gonna meet together and watch games together. Feel free to do the same. It's a it's a free country. I did think it was nicely, before you finish off, that obviously some of the comments came from people further south, you know, Brighton, London. Yeah, and I understand. I I understand. But Um, nothing stops people down south to meet each other. But what was good, Nadji, was Lawrence Lofts put a post about suitable meetup in London. And like you said, we always encourage, I mean, the the point of it, Gareth, was we're trying to kind of like show you don't just have to wait for the meetup and we've all got the flags yeah. and the patches. It was epic seeing the lads walking with the patches. The jerseys I've got at the moment aren't the stitched ones. So when I've looked at the patch, it doesn't quite look right. But when Neil Graham walked in with his Jerry Rice stitch number and the patch on and yeah. Lee had his on, it, it does spark out. And it was a good talking point because obviously the lads had the patches on. And that's what we want to say. It, it was, it was, I tagged it as a mini meet because I run the social media. Yeah. Obviously, there was the five guys wasn't. out in Levi's. So, obviously, I was blown away by them. And you know, anybody who wants a tweet putting out there, just send me a DM. I'll happily, yeah. or tag us. Like you said, Nigel, I'll happily share anything on the Twitter account because it is what it says. It's 49 FA for UK. I mean, Lee dips in now and again, which confuses me because I forget he's got access and I think I never tweeted that. But we, yeah. just, we just want to, we just want to promote. And like you said, Selfishly, for me, it was nice to watch the game with, with fellow friends and it meant I didn't have to worry about the noise or the kids, or especially when Lee did that shout. If he'd been watching at my <laughs> house, I think Tracy would have come down. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's great to see people meet up and I think that's 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 always been encouraged. Yeah, if you know if you know somewhere that's showing the game and, and you have plans to go down there, reach out to people in the group and, and, and put a post and, and organise your own little get-togethers. I'm sure we'd all we'd all love to see it. So yeah, we'll all be jealous. Mm. So thanks for joining me, gents. Thanks to everyone who listens to the show. Thanks we for will awesome be back. No problem. It's the easy bit. It's the bit you do when you don't have any talent for anything <laughs> else. Uh, we will be back <laughs> later in the week to preview the matchup against. I don't care. Uh, any preferences? The Bucks. The Bucks. No, I don't care. I want to I see the Bucks. Either one of them. I want to see the Bucks. I don't. I don't really care, but I want to see the Bucks. We, we, I want to see Tom Brady. We beat Dallas last year. I think it was only fair we share the love. And and I I just like to see uh, Brady finish and and stand in awe of Brock. And I think there would be a nice little. There is that. If we there. beat Brady Ooh, and yeah. he retires for real, yeah. we'll Brock be the team and retired Brady. That's pretty mm. cool. To see Brady's career end weeping on the uh, on the field at Levi's. Not that I'm a Brady hater. I would I would love to see that. I. Yeah, the Cowboys is kind of a good matchup too, though. But we should we uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't speak too soon. It is it is playoff. We'll see. It's, tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. But after go. the the way all the games went, I think anything's open. I think you know 
we could see the Bucks win. Is is what I'm saying. And whoever we're playing, it's next Sunday at 11:30 p.m. So buckle up for another day of play. It'll be three thirty for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, fair enough. And so buckle up for another day of playoff football in Santa Clara. Go Niners. Bang bang nana gang. Love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner deep heart. Garrison Hurts, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.